What's up, everyone? I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. Uh, the podcast where we explore our internet curiosities. Now, today, we're talking about a few things like we usually do. Uh, a couple things. Kate, would you like to go first or do you want me to jump in? Um, I'll go. All right. Let's go. Let, you let, do. Let's mix it up here. Um, and once I said that, I lost. <gasps> Wait, that was me mixing. I was a DJ. Wait. Oh, I thought I lost my entire thing. I did not. Crisis Good. averted. I did not. <laughs> That's from the room. I did not. I watched that movie. So I tried to watch it before. What was the James Franco? The disaster artist. The disaster artist, because that is like a recre dramatic yeah. recreation of the production of the room. And so I was like, oh, I should probably watch the room before I yeah. watch this. And Alex and I sat down and tried to watch it. And it literally is not watchable like we stopped because it was just like i would just let's just go in cold then i mean maybe we won't get all the jokes but this is too much and so only recently did i watch the entire film with my mom why did you decide to revisit it well we were sitting there and we were i was home at my parents this was a couple months ago and i was just sitting there with my mom and she was like what should we watch and I was like scrolling through and my thing was, cause we had a whole afternoon. So I was like, oh, we'll watch the disaster artist, but I want her to watch this to get the context. Cause she literally has no, like she has no context. Yeah. So my thing was like, oh, we'll just watch a little bit of this and then we'll switch over to the other movie. And she was like, okay. And we started watching it and we just watched the whole thing because <laughs> it was just like, we were so, she was so confused. And like, I had to point out the nuances, like how they like reuse footage from the sex scene. Yeah, and I was so like, look, crazy. it's the same thing, mom. And she was like, what? It was, it was actually really great. Oh, that's bonding. Yeah, it was bonding. But anyways, go for it. <laughs> um, on a similar note. Mm, really? Uh, no. Oh, uh, dang it. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to intro this. Well, just jump in. Let me just jump in. My question I don't know. I woke up at like 4 a.m. two weeks ago and was like, why do we walk on two legs? <laughs> Bipeds. Yeah. Bipedals. But that's not really what I'm talking about. But it it stemmed from that mm -hmm. because I brought this up to Caleb, my boyfriend, and he was like, oh, think about he started talking about like when babies are born, they can't walk unlike most animals. And then I didn't really th I hadn't really thought about that ever. Mm hmm. And then that like freaked me out. And so I was like, I'm going to look that up. Is that true though? I feel like most animals have a certain gestation period where they can't walk immediately out of them. Some of them I feel like can, but I think of like, you know how it's like people talk about the like clumsy doe or the like baby yeah, but giraffe. When they, and um, they, they can, sorry, I don't want to ruin your topic. It's okay. <laughs> um, but so my thoughts are <laughs> okay. that they they can though, but let's say like a giraffe can start walking within a few days, right? Mm -hmm. Like is that the same amount of time relative to their entire lifespan that do you see what I'm saying? Like is there three days relatively the same amount of time as it takes for like a human baby to start walking relative to their whole life? I don't know the answer to that, but that's kind well, of... Well, I'm, this is my entire topic. Okay, So go, I'll go. just okay. go. Um, <laughs> also, I know nothing about babies. I have no idea. How old are children when they walk? <laughs> this is insane because I researched this whole thing and I don't actually have the answer to that. <laughs> are they like two? I'm going to look it up. 
we just we have to my know my ovaries that, right? are like shriveling <laughs> up right now I've, I've lost the um what is it not responsibility the blessing of having children because I have no idea I literally oh, I don't old. know anything about kids a year old yeah I just know that like you have to support their head for a for a while right I'm like terrified of babies I don't like touching them I feel like they're gonna explode or something bad's gonna happen they're so fragile and like wiggly and I feel like they're gonna like jello out of my hands how come everybody knows how to hold a baby I have no idea I don't I do not know how you're supposed to hold a child I can hold a cat I think it's similar well, no, because cats can support their own heads. I have no idea. And like, where do you learn that? Well, that's a human f- phenomena called cooperative breeding, which is something unique to, well, it's not totally unique to humans, but there's only a few animals that cooperatively breed. And what that means is that uh, a species has other people other than the parents mm-hmm. take care of the kids. And so we do that with like nannies, nurses, doctors, and then like there's I like think a sibling. cats do that. There's like females that are in charge of the young because other females have to do other stuff. I feel like I knew that. Yeah, you probably did. You should totally. You should have taken my evolutionary biology classes. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the topics you talk about just exposes to me how little I paid attention because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember learning that. I have no idea. But I don't know I why I'm like so fascinated by it, but I guess that's like. If I, I just think about things. I'm like, where did that start? You it know? is very fascinating. Actually, sorry. I will let you get to your topic <laughs> after this one little snippet. But I like got in a, not in like an argument, but you know, when you see a therapist and like, it, I don't want to say it got heated, but it was just like intense because I was getting frustrated because I was like, I'm trying to understand and it's not yeah. happening. And I just kept getting like, why though? Like, why? And she finally was just like, Sydney, you can't always ask why. And I was like, yeah, but I just need to understand. And she was like, but there is no answer. And I was just like, there. <gasps> okay, that's, Caleb mentioned that about something that I do that no one has ever perceived, but it's totally real, is that I do that same thing. And then it turns into me getting mad at the person because I don't know. So like, mm. if he's explaining to me, I'm like, but why is that a thing? And I get really defensive about it. I don't know. I mean, that's probably why we're doing this podcast. And that's probably why we're such good friends. Yeah. Because, like, I just want to know. I just want to, I want to understand. It's not that I. The number of times I get in an argument with Alex, I'll just be like, but I just want to understand. <laughs> probably in that exact same tone. I just want to understand. I can see it. I feel like I've seen, heard you say that so many times. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Bipeds. I just want to understand because. <laughs> I kind of didn't get an answer for this. Oh, so, then, so then, okay. So, but anyways, what were we, what am I talking about? You're talking about why we walk on two, two legs. That's not really what I'm talking about. That's, That's not what you're talking about. That was a false start. Why did you start? <laughs> okay. I was wondering that. And okay. then that led to why do we walk on two legs? Why do animals, when they're born, they can just walk? And then why... Because of that, like, have you ever seen, like, a horse be born and they just, like, come out? Why the f- Why would I have ever seen that, <laughs> <It's> Kate? The- <laughs> Why would it's I know so how horses are- on TV. I don't know. What? No, I have never seen a horse being birthed out of another horse's birth canal. <laughs> Why have, have I Have you ever that? watched two pigs- f- <laughs> I feel like you have. <laughs> I have not. I have not. Okay, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it- 
Okay, there's like movies, like arty movies, where they'll be like birth life, and then there'll be like a horse coming out. Was it? If or it like was in the sequence, channel. Come if on. it was in the sequence of a uh, Tree of Life, then I have seen it. Yeah, but I don't think it's in the evolution sequence of Tree of Life. Okay, well, I, Animal Planet. Discovery Animal Planet Channel stresses me out because okay. animals die sometimes, and I'm just not equipped <laughs> That's for that. True. Well, anyways, you see them come out. You don't, but other people have okay. seen horse birth. I'm sure. And they come out and like it's just like the horse is standing there and then the how bird big are come, they when they get birth? The bird comes out. <laughs> the stork drops it off. <laughs> They're like little horses, but like how big? Like are they like the size of like your torso? I just I feel like horses are so big. They're I like can't the size them. of your like liquor cabinet. <laughs> oh my god, that's so big. They're Where like is it skinnier. stored? in the horse is it just like all like yeah and then it comes up? out and it like, don't mean to show is it like you a flower blooming <laughs> is it like a flower blooming no it's so awkward they just like like fall out how just, big like, is the horse out. like vagina pretty big what pretty, have you ever seen no i have not seen well, i grew up with horses so i've seen i haven't seen a horse be born in person when a horse just flops out a little a baby horse okay Wait, sorry. I have one more question about this because horses are high up on the ground. Yeah. Is the horse, the mom horse, is it standing straight up? And so the horse just like falls out onto the ground. (laughs) Yes. That's like a couple feet of a drop. I know. It's so, it's like the most. Wait, so that's actually how it happens. Yes. And it's like, it's so awkward looking. Like it's very awkward. Like, and it. Maybe that's why I've remembered it because I've seen it on something and I was just like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever, probably. That is the weird, because the horse is just like standing there and then this baby falls out and it like gets up on its feet and it like is a baby horse. It's crazy. But then I was wondering, I'm like, there's no like doctor or I guess, well, there's, there's vets that help with horse birth. But in the wild, like, horses just get born. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. like, with a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. So my question was, why is it so hard for humans to have babies? Because Adam and Eve, dude. But she probably just popped it out. Like, no, there, remember, there wasn't God, a- like, cursed them. Well, okay, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I My ADHD is, like, in, it's, like, aggressively knocking down that door right now. Continue. My question, it wasn't why is it painful? It's why is it such a, dare I say, a laborious process Mm. for a human to have a baby? Like people aren't, generally people aren't just like, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm just going to like hole up and And figure it out. Yeah, like shit this out like most animals do. But sometimes that TLC show, man. I mean, yeah, in the worst cases, but like. Cats are just popping out babies all the time on the streets. Adopt cats, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, and neuter, what is that? Like catch, neuter, release, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, save the animals. Let me just talk about it. <laughs> like just we're... go for it before I interrupt you again. Okay. <laughs> so this is coming from John Bach, an anthropologist at California State University, Fullerton. Hey, hey CSUS. Which is close, close by us. Go Titans, right? Is that Titans? Um, like a elephant or yeah something? but elephants are titans i've always been confused by that but it's like an elephant wearing titan <laughs> gear <laughs> right that's their yeah, no, i like, used to do soccer like so camp funny there yeah so that's our question right mm-hmm. wait sorry you talked about a lot of stuff what's our question <laughs> our question is why is childbirth oh, okay so hard for humans got it cool 
Like what's going on with that? What up with that? Okay. Okay. That's because humans are born with brains that are largely <laughs> immature. <laughs> you like hesitated after brain. So it was like, why is this hard? It's like, because humans are born with brains. It's like, <laughs> okay, Kate. <laughs> Not only that, but their mm-hmm. brains are immature, okay. leaving babies with little control over their movements. Mm. And this is a uniquely human attribute that is a result of a lengthy evolutionary battle between big brains and narrow pelvises. Interesting. So basically, it's getting at that the issue is more with our brains than like physical underdevelopment. Here's the thing. So I did all this research and then like... Most of what I found, like some people think is not correct mm. and they offer another thing, but that's also not correct. So I feel like the answer is still up for debate. They're like just, it's there's an a lot ongoing... of schools of yeah. thinking right now. What this is, is called the obstetrical dilemma. Okay. And that was coined in 1960 by Sherwood Washburn, who is a anthropologist a physical anthropologist specifically and so basically it's a theory that uh describes the development of the human pelvis in relation to childbirth and why humans are different than primates and also like other animals Mm -hmm. and basically what it proposes is that there's a trade-off that exists between the female pelvis because there's two competing roles that we have to birth large-brained infants and we also have to walk on two legs does that make sense yes so our intuition suggests that our need to safely birth large brain infants should favor a wide pelvis while bipedal locomotion should favor a narrow pelvis Mm. pelvis meaning we should have smaller hips so we can walk on two legs but we also have huge baby heads. And so that like conflict is why it's so hard to have a baby. How Humans fascinating. to have a baby. Can I offer yeah. a personal anecdote? Yes, please do. When I was a child, there was this friend's mom who now it's fuzzy to me if the mom said it to my face or if the friend said her mom said it. But like I was like a super lanky kid. Like I grew very, very quickly and was just like a noodly person for a long time I've since filled out but I um I remember the mom like say she made a comment it was like your hips are so narrow you're gonna have a hard time during childbirth and I just remember being like oh (laughs) I was like 11 wait (laughs) wait who was this some lady it was somebody's mom okay right that's weird. Like, I want to say I was, like, pre-pubescent. <laughs> like, I haven't had my period yet. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, isn't that a thing that they say that's why the, like, pear-shaped figure is, like, sexually att- attractive? Why was that a hard word for me to say? Pear-shaped? I thought it was hourglass. It's not the same thing. No. Oh. Pear-shaped, I think, is when you're, like, your chest is narrow. Like, it's like, I think pear shape is more of like a triangle. Okay. Well, let's say the Kardashian body, right? That's an hour. Isn't that why that's like attractive is because you're like, yeah, those childbearing hips. Like, that's like an evolutionary. Mm -hmm. And then I think like small waist has something to do with evolution as well. 
that we don't part like of, small waist people no that's part of an hourglass figure is you have a small waist oh sorry i'm thinking i always confuse the hips and the waist oh those I, are different i know i know <laughs> But I don't know why, like, I didn't know that until like a few years ago. So do you get confused when you like listen to rap music and it's like skinny waist and you're like, oh, that's so weird. But they always, he also is talking about their like big booties. How does this make sense? Well, I guess. What do they want? I don't know what they want. Okay. So the obstetrical, I don't know how to say this word. Okay. It's okay. Just pretend. So anyways, this dilemma okay. that we've talked about. Which is the the kind of competing forces yeah. of being a biped and um, having childbearing hips. Yeah. So what I mean to say is for that was the theory, the prevailing theory for a long time. And then people were like, that's like too logical. Like mm-hmm. that can't be true. Because okay. I don't know why, but he had haters, basically. Okay, drinking the haterade. Some haters gulp, gulp, gulp. came. Because it's also a little sexist if you think about it, because it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's not sexist. I had a professor in college, um, and it was in my women's studies class, which I will say I'm about to kind of talk shit on it, but the class was super helpful, and I think everyone should have to take it because it just like is a really interesting based on where I grew up and like what I was exposed to, I feel like it challenged my worldview and yeah. definitely like made me a lot more open-minded. But I do remember, and as a bio major, I was like, what is happening? And our professor was talking about how like the way that textbooks are written is sexist, which I do agree with to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. However, she was talking about how it's like talking about how fertilization and how the sperm comes and penetrates the egg and how it's sexist because the egg, the female part is just like waiting there for the sperm to come and rescue it. And I remember just being like, yeah, isn't that like, it's just like, like how, it goes. how it works. So I don't know that, but that's just like your way of, it's like, you don't have to, that's objective. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like you There's don't have no... to give it like emotion. Yeah, there's no, like, it's not like it's, like, descriptors, like, the, like, puny, wimpy egg was waiting yeah, for the big, like strong sperm to in. come and grab it. Yeah. yeah. But um, I just, I remember, I don't remember what you said that made me think of that, but I remember being like, what? Oh, because they, uh, some people think that. Oh, that it's sexist. That, it, that the dilemma is sexist because it's like, oh, like, women, they're their wide hips make them less good at walking than men (laughs) okay like i'm gonna say something possibly controversial and i don't i am open to the fact that i think as a human and just like there's so many complex issues whether it's with race or politics or socioeconomics Mm -hmm. or feminism that like i I'm doing my best and I'm yeah, trying yeah. to digest and understand and be as open-minded <laughs> as possible. But, you know, I think in general, everyone is doing their best. Yeah. Even if somebody's doing, you know, you perceive them as doing a poor job. I think they're showing up with as much as they can at that yeah. moment in time. So please keep it in mind as I say this thing. Um, but I do think that like sometimes, I don't know, my mom always said like pick your battles and I feel like yelling about to use that textbook example, like egg fertilization, I think it is important to say like, Hey, words matter. And like the way that things have been taught to you and described shape color and shape our perception 
of the world and masculinity and femininity. Um, I do agree with that. However, it's just like when you're getting to this point where it's just like, ah, and the egg and the sperm. And it's just like that I think turns people off because it's just so far in the weeds and it's not really helping in my opinion, like, I don't want to say convert, but people who are super close minded about like yeah, the different, what is that? The difference in like how women are perceived in society and how men are perceived in society. That argument that like textbooks are written, like egg fertilization is written in a way that like is inequitable, isn't going to make them believe that this is an yeah. issue that matters. And I think that just in general, I don't remember what you said that made me think of this, but I think in general, it's just like, know your audience. Well, that's, interesting because uh I'm not I don't believe this personally but as a devil advocate mm -hmm. situation of like why that's a thing why it's like we have to go to the root and like mm -hmm. everything has to be debated or whatever is my ex used to work for PETA the mm -hmm. animal thing organization yeah and he learned from working there pointing at a cat right now PETA he looks so cute his ears perked up he's like thank you for um, they, so you know how PETA is like really intense. Yeah. Their whole mentality about it. Apparently I think they go too far in I my do too. personal opinion, but they're, I, the idea behind that is that they have to go a hundred percent because then the result will be 70%. Kind of like the, like shoot for the moon and yeah. you'll land on the stars. That's kind of the of idea, which yeah. is like. Okay, but then they do, like, really bad stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> like I said, like, I'm totally open to that being, like, the most effective way. I, I also don't have any data to support my personal opinion on these things, and it's purely anecdotal. And I guess there's different ways of approaching it, but... Yeah. So let me just summarize what mm -hmm. we've learned. Okay. Because I kind of forgot, and I just want to make sure we're we're on there. So the this dilemma that I cannot pronounce the first word of... But you'll see it in the show description, so it's that word. I even wrote the phonic spelling of it. Dude, phonetic spellings actually like kind of confuse me more sometimes. Whatever. Anyways, basically what it is is uh, our heads are too big because we have huge brains and our hips, female pelvises are small. So that's why it's hard. The baby has to be like squeezed out, right? Oh. And the reason why we can't walk when we first come out is because we haven't fully developed. Anatomically? Yeah, because our we had to come out at that time because that's when we would be able to fit through the hips. Isn't that wild? The that's what I'm, that's that? what I'm trying to get at. Okay. okay. We can't still be in the womb because like we wouldn't be able to fit out. Like, out. So that, that's why we have to take care of babies like that. But also it's like an evolutionary thing is like we need big brains. That's why we are humans and we're like the prevailing animal. No offense to PETA, <laughs> but like we built cities. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So on rock and roll, there's a lot of like, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? There's a lot of give and take <laughs> with childbirth. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so that, that was the prevailing theory. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense, honestly. I think it does too. What does, do you have like so the yeah, So this woman, theory? Holly Dunsworth, is like, no, bitch. Mm -hmm. She's like, she calls him a bitch, which is clearly very revolutionary. Did she actually call him a bitch? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
So I've her, been calling. I call everyone a bitch. Like it's so I funny. Use it most in a, I use it both in an endearing and an insulting way. I just think it's the best word. It's my favorite word next to the F word. Okay, but that is feminism, right? Am I wrong? Like I love calling people bitch because we were called bitches. What up, bitch? Yeah, it's so funny. It's just like, like it's like a very satisfying word to say. It's like I feel a- like it's like walking up to somebody and kissing them on the forehead gently. Bitch. Oh, I love that. Okay, well, Holly Dunsworth is like, no, bitch. Here's my alternative hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And so what she came up with is basically that we're born to like it's not correct that we're born too early we're born just at the right time okay but it's because it's not because of our head it's because the mother's body the metabolism can no longer support giving something to a uh like it needs the embryo theoretically needs too much of the woman's yeah, body. So the body like releases it. It's like rejects I've it. given you enough. Which I guess is explained. I've never been pregnant, but a lot of pregnant people say that it literally feels like your life is being sucked out of you. Like you feel really, really exhausted and depleted. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that. Like can't both of these theories coexist though? That's what that's see exactly. That's why I was like, I don't know. Like I don't really understand. Because but, I feel like theoretically smashing these two theories together if it is that you're born quote just at the right time because at that point the mother's body can no longer provide to the embryo what it needs because it's so big and it needs so many resources couldn't that time when it gets out by the time it needs that resource also be the same time that it is quote like kind of underdeveloped to not be able to walk that also happens to be the exact same time that it can fit out of the birth canal i think she's just saying that's a coincidence like it that Mm. doesn't the she thinks that the science behind it is because is just because like the body can no longer support giving like Mm. nutrients to this baby and it's just like she's like that's easy to say that that it's because the head is the right size of the hips. You know what I mean? That's, I guess that's what she, her idea is Okay. because she believes that that is used. That theory is actually used, um, to have inductions like too early that we use that to like get kids out too early. Cause we're like, Oh, their head's going to be too big. And Mm. then I guess I actually have heard people like freak out about baby head size. Yeah. But but apparently I didn't, I mean, I don't know anything about having babies as we've said, either, but apparently that's a big issue is like people like doctors delivering babies or like giving C-sections when the baby isn't like ripe enough <laughs> and like they should be left in there. Like, I guess we're obsessed mm-hmm. with that. It's a Western society. I do realize I there, I have seen articles that I didn't click into about like, just like rising number of C-sections and when I was a child, you're not really paying attention when your friend's parents have babies if they're having yeah. C-sections or not. But I will say that most people that I know who have had babies semi-recently, a lot of them have had C-sections. Yeah, that's interesting. But it is in- – what's extra interesting is I feel like the people who had C-sections pretty much all went to Western doctors. And the people that I know that gave natural birth, which sounds like it hurts so bad, all – are more in like integrative medicine which is kind of more of a blend of western and eastern medicine interesting yeah well that's actually so her last i guess her 
last comment about it is saying framing nature as a dilemma pits women's bodies as a problem to be solved rather than as humans to be cared for and assisted. I can get down with that though. I, see, I like that. I, so from that angle, I can see why she'd say the other theory is like, what was the word you used? A dilemma. Well, no, 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 no. Not sexist, but was it sexist? Yeah. I, I can see that from the standpoint of like, it's cr- means like we have an error. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I can see where she's coming so from. So she's saying that. that like, it's not that there's an error. It's just like the body. The way it is. Yeah. Just the way it is. So, but that's interesting you say that. And, uh, I'm not sure if it was her to be honest or another researcher also th- disproved this because, or said that it's disproven. I don't think anyone's ever said definitively which one is correct, mm-hmm. but they said that, um, that would mean that every like one's pelvis would have to be standardized. Like most women have the same ballpark size pelvis, Mm -hmm. but throughout the world, there's like tons of different types of pelvises based on the way people eat and the way like we've evolved as people. So like different countries and the way people give birth they have different pelvises, which I think is so interesting. That is really interesting. So I think you would like this. The the thing that they track about why babies were born, why birth became harder, because apparently it's hard to tell because we only had fossils and we don't have a lot of like infant fossils to understand how big babies were like back in the prehistoric days. Mm-hmm. But they think that when that it used to not be as hard to have a baby, a human baby, like when we were like cavemen that it was easier because of the food that we ate. Hmm, I could see that. So once we shifted to farming, it childbirth became um, more difficult because our diet was changing. So we were having more carbohydrates because we were growing wheat. And so babies were getting bigger and more meaty. Isn't that funny? <laughs> The describing a baby as meaty is funny. Yes. But babies, some, have you ever seen like a fat baby? We call that Tambogan. What is that? So Tambogan. Okay. Well, I'll preface this. If any Filipinos listening to this, sorry if I'm not doing, if this, I don't know if this is not correct, but it's Tagalog. I think it's slang. Okay. Because my mom said that like in her family, there was a lot of words that kind of just like were made up and she found out after the fact it's like not real Tagalog. It's okay. just like made up words. <laughs> But so it's a word that my family says, Timboken, that basically means like a like chubby, just like a, a fat baby. Oh, cute. And it's usually like a cute fat baby. But so it's like if you see like a chunky, like little like marshmallow looking baby, oh. it's like a Timboken kid. Those babies always turn out to be like really hot, though. Is that I was, correct? I don't know if that's correct. Is it correct? I'm trying just, to think how many Timboken babies I know. They're, they're still kind of children. I just feel like when I've seen like a hot person post like a baby picture, they're like sometimes really chubby. Huh. I feel like that's nature's way of like humbling them. Yeah. I saw this TikTok talking about TikTok (laughs) earlier about how like you can always tell if somebody if a hot person was always hot because they usually have a shitty personality (laughs) because they didn't have those ugly years to like teach them to have like other marketable traits. Wait, That's kind of true. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like I don't know if you're like if you have like your like ugly duckling years you learn that it's like oh I have to like be charming or like funny yeah. or like have like some sort of a party trick that isn't just like being hot because otherwise people won't like be interested in talking to you 
but while we're talking about babies, I'll, this is the, the last thing I'll say okay. unless you have anything else to say uh, before I move on to my topic. But weird fact. Okay, so in high school, and I can tell you the names of the people specifically later, um, but in high school, so isn't it funny to think that half of high school you couldn't drive so your parents had to like drop you off places? Yeah. Why did I just have the memory that I drove before I was supposed to? I don't think that's true. I think I just got my license like right on time. I was talking to a friend of mine and is that really common? Cause he was like telling me the story about like, I can't remember if it was like burnouts or they were doing something with a car and he was like, yeah. And like, I just like was doing whatever with the car. And I was like, that's a crazy story. And then he was like, and I was 12. And I was oh my like, God. Oh, oh my God. I literally think I reacted this way. I was like, that's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, wait, is that like really common? Like, cause my parents are so I don't followers think it's <laughs> that I was just like, like I was, my dad, like sometimes let me drive the truck when he was in there when I was like 14, 15 ish. Oh my, I didn't get to drive yeah. very far. It was usually like around the neighborhood or like around like whatever. No, I don't think but it's not in common. like public streets. I just remember my, but he was talking about doing like, like not wheelies, but like burnout. Like he was like doing donuts and stuff. And I was like, Okay, oh that's like scary and sketchy. And he was like, and I was 12. And I was like, what? Hey, if I saw a 12-year-old driving a car, I'd be like 911. Well, my sister, what's one of the, the funniest family stories we have is my parents and I were literally seeing the movie Cars mm -hmm. at the theater. And my parents' phone started going off. And all of our neighbors were calling them because my sister went on a joy ride she was like she was like 13 uh -huh. she put on a cowboy hat and had her <laughs> cell phone and was driving my dad's car down a the street <laughs> which i think is so funny and every like idiot because uh -huh. like we're really close with all of our neighbors so they were yeah. all like yeah sarah's not old enough to be driving a car <laughs> <laughs> and so she didn't get her license till later. So my parents were very like triggered. My parents also about young driving took driving. We unfortunately, I mean, we're like having all laughs now, and I'll probably laugh because I get on like I laugh when I'm uncomfortable <laughs> and in inappropriate times. Yeah, but like we unfortunately have a lot of like family friends and like extended family that have died in very sad, like had young car related deaths. So oh, my parents were super, super, like very, very antsy about it totally yeah. understandably um but i remember no i'm not going to tell that story it was a double buckling story that i got embarrassed because my parents wouldn't let us double buckle with all the popular kids over and i felt stupid but then also it's because like we know somebody that died that way so anyways uh. okay back to the other story i was telling which is so my mom is dropping me off at this girl's house who i just met at school in high school okay so she's dropping me off and <laughs> my mom like walks me to the door and the woman's or the the girl's mom opens the door and the mom was my mom's OBGYN. Oh wait, I know. And who so this she is. freaking had like seen her like vagina <laughs> and she's just like staring at this woman that was supposed to give birth to me, but then she was on leave because she was having her she was like on maternity leave because she was having her own kid, and then we ended up both going to high school together. Weird. Yeah, but she birthed my my brother. Apparently the guy that delivered me was like really mad I was being born because he had courtside Lakers tickets <laughs> and I apparently like was really dramatic and my mom thought she was going to have me in the parking lot and so he's like yeah we're going to get this kid out real fast and I'm going to be able to catch the game and then I was like just kidding I want to stay in and then he had to miss the game and he was really mad the whole time <laughs> like passive aggressively delivering me which Is I feel like kind of 
feels like an apt welcome to the world for me. Yeah. 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 No, I like it. They should have named you after like a Laker or something. Kobe. Franklin. Kobe. <laughs> Shaq. <Franklin. laughs> this is our baby daughter, Shaq. <laughs> I don't think Shaq was on the Lakers at that point. No. Uh, when were you born? You were born the same year as me. Okay. Anyways, that that's all. <laughs> That's all, folks. That was a hard one. (laughs) Um, No, that was interesting. You're right. I do this kind of conversation because sometimes when I look back, so if you didn't know, listener, I majored in human biology and now obviously I'm not doing that. And at the end of that, I feel like I was so jaded by it. I was like, why in the world did I do this? But when you bring up topics like this and I'm so genuinely interested, it reminds me like, oh, it's because like I actually do care about it. I just don't want to be a doctor. When I realize... That just made me realize why I feel like I constantly look this stuff up is because I didn't have this in school because mm. I, I mean, I had, had it in arts. school and I still have no idea. I don't remember. But I didn't you're not, you're not this. as inclined to research it as I am because I didn't take class. So people that are probably like college educated at a university are like, KK, that's like boring. We know that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. Um, um, but speaking of that, speaking of this, um, queen bees. So I was really interested in like queen bees. Like, where do they come from? Like, what's the deal here? Like, bzz, bzz, okay. like bzz, honey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey. I don't know. Sad. I don't know. I was being like somebody who like. Wait, can I tell you about this honey? really? It's kind of related to queen bees, but it was okay. a really traumatizing dream. I haven't told anyone I had. Oh, do you want to tell everybody? Who's yeah, listening? I'm going to tell everyone right now. Okay, good. This is breaking news. Breaking news. I had a dream that there was a spider that I could see on my ceiling and it came down and it had a fat ass. Like, <laughs> was it like a human ass or was it, it like had a, a fat human ass? What? Like a, like a rap music video ass. Oh my gosh. Wait. And it twerked and then it jumped on me and I woke up, but it had a human <laughs> ass. Was it wearing like a thong? No, 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 it just had, it was, was it like, like spider colored, oh, okay. but that it had the question. appearance of a of human, human butt ass. and it was very upsetting. And then I woke up and then I was like, was that like a queen? Cause don't queen bees have big butts? I not, I didn't see anything about okay, that in my sorry. research. <laughs> That's, huh. I wonder what that means. I don't know. I've been having the weirdest dreams. I think quarantine, dude, it's doing some weird psychological stuff on us. I wish that there was some way that they could do a psych study on like what this quarantine has actually done for like the human collective. There's an article in the New York Times that came out a few months ago about psychologists tracking people's dreams in this because of our lack of social interaction that our brains are making up for it while we're asleep. (sighs) Uh, yeah that makes sense i've been having some wacky dreams but i always have wacky dreams so queen bees queen bees okay so yeah i was just really interested in like like what's the deal with queen bees like is there like a caste system like what's the deal and there kind of is a caste system so i looked into but this is specific to honeybees and i did this research a little bit ago so i don't totally know if there's other types of bees that have a different system sure honeybees um which are the bees that pollinate most flowering plants including human food crops like blueberries and cherries and they do have a caste system so it's broken down to the queen bee then there's worker bees and then there are male bees which are also called drone bees cute so both the queen and worker bees are all female Hell yeah, sis. Yeah. So the queen bee is the largest and longest living type of bee, and they survive for, wait, I want to hear, how long do you think they're alive? 
I'm just imagining Queen Elizabeth. They have like a little gray head. And Powdered like little wig. gloves. Um three years. Six years. Holy shit, that's a long time. Yeah, right? That's like a pretty like that's like a significant amount of time. Wow. For up to six years. How big are they? I just ignore that. Um, survives for up to six years. They are the only sexually developed female in the colony. They lay eggs all day to spawn more bees. Holy shit. And they produce chemicals to influence the behavior of other types of bees. Wait, say that last part again. They produce chemicals to influence the behavior of other types of bees. Other types as in like the worker bees and the male bees. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Dude, nature's wild. Like what? How did it figure out that that's what needed to happen? That's so – how did this – okay. Okay. So now there's worker bees, which, again, they're all female. They forage the food. So they pollen with the pollen and nectar from flowers. They build and protect the hive. They keep air in the hive clean by beating their wings. They are sexually underdeveloped or undeveloped. They don't lay eggs. They These are the bees that you see outside of the hive. How long do you think worker bees survive? A year. They die of exhaustion after around six weeks. Oh, they're tired. They have a hard life. They're tired. Just a little dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone. It's a funny TikTok. You should look that up and see if you can find it. It has to do with mouth guards. (laughs) I'm just really like obsessed with anthropomorphizing these bees right now. Okay, so if the queen is Queen Elizabeth, (laughs) who are the worker bees? preteens at Claire's because they're sexually underdeveloped <laughs> they're like wearing like the like training bras but they like don't yeah. have boobs I also realized like how long it like I think I started wearing a bra in like fifth grade maybe I don't think I got boobs dude until I was like out of high school <laughs> <laughs> that's a long gap to just be wearing like a thin piece of cloth over my boobs I don't remember that's why I feel like that's why it makes a lot of sense that I was born by a passive aggressive doctor because I feel like every life event I've had has been like under the table and not talked about. Like everything that happened to me, like coming into womanhood was just like, yeah, so that happened like a few months ago and I'm just not going to tell anyone about it. Like, I, I feel like I just like somehow got a bra, like no one. Like it just appeared one yeah, day. I was like, I guess I'll wear it. And then my mom never really asked about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, my, I feel like it was kind of like this thing where it was like, and then like, we never talk about it again. But I feel like no one, get, I just oh, like. you didn't get the, it was just I feel appeared. like I just like, maybe I took it from my sister. I was like, it's time oh, for me now. You have an older sister. So you had some oh, yeah, idea. Of what, I was floating blind. <laughs> they I were like no what idea. do we do with I'll, this <laughs> i remember in sixth grade sixth grade was like such a fun year because i was in a really great class oh. where it was like me my friend kayla and then just like a bunch of dudes and they were and like it was the year that was kind of like acceptable to be friends with guys mm-hmm. and i mean like at that point like I really didn't have very many friends and all I did was sit at home and play video games. So it was just like this awesome year where it was like, I could talk about sports and video games with people and like, they'll talk back and they don't think I'm a weirdo. Amazing. Um, and so, but I remember our, our school had these like small, like round tables and there were those tables that have the like attached benches with it and like a little hole for the umbrella. 
Oh yeah. And so, you know, it's like close quarters when you're all sitting there and I didn't shave my legs at the time. And I remember my hairy ass legs like rubbed up against one of the guys. And like, you know, it's still, even though everyone's like more chill, it's like not chill. I remember somebody like called me out on it and I was like, Ooh, and I went home and I was like, mom, like there's hair on my legs. And she was like, no shit, bitch. Um, because you know, I have really dark hair. And so it's like, quite obviously there's hair on my legs and I just specifically remember sitting there being really she was helping me shave my legs for the first time and I remember being very afraid that it was gonna hurt and like it took forever because it's like there was so much hair that when it it got stuck in the it like clogged the razor after like every half thing wait but when you're like a little kid you don't have much hair I have a lot of hair I'm a hairy woman (laughs) I'm not that hairy (laughs) Little did you know, though, when you brushed your leg against that little boy, he got his first burger. <laughs> I remember. Okay, so, like, obviously I've never had a boner. I feel like, I mean, I've had, like, my own version of a boner, but I've never had one that's, like, visible through my pants, you know? And, like, again, like, I was, like, homies with a lot of the dudes. So we, it was, like, we talked very candidly about this stuff, or they did at least. I didn't have very much to add to this conversation, (laughs) but I remember one kid was talking about how like, yeah, when I get a boner, like I just say like the pledge of allegiance and then like it goes away. (laughs) And like looking back on it, understanding like where boners come from and like why they like do kid, do guys just like randomly get boners or like, do they, are they just always thinking about sex or both? I think both. But apparently they randomly get it too. Like just random, they'll just get a random I've boner. I've asked a lot of guys about this. Well, like I learned about that. I learned about like Texas Tuck. I don't know. What you know what that is? That's when like you have a boner and you. T- <laughs> <laughs> I I just can't believe that this is something people have to deal with. So like you get hard and then you like move it to like. <laughs> You like move it so that it's like situated underneath your waistband, so that it's up and you can't see it as well through the pants. But then the little tip of it is like looking up, peeping over. Yeah, so I learned a lot about that <laughs> stuff. Um, I cannot remember where I'm, we were. In this. The worker bees were preteens. Oh, <laughs> okay, great. Well, you'll love to learn about the male bees, aka the drone bees, which are larger than worker bees but smaller than the queen. So the queen is is the biggest you asked about that um i don't know how big but she is the biggest all it does is eat and mate with the queen so all they just stay in the hive and like have sex with the queen obviously (laughs) obviously they don't have sex like we have sex because they're bees but um there's several hundred drone bees that live in the hive during spring and summer and once they mate with this is a quote from sciencing.com um And once, quote, they mate with the queen, they die. And before winter comes, they're ejected by the worker bees. I just have two question marks because there was nothing else in the article that I could find that really, like, explained what that means by ejected by the worker bees. Um, Wait, so after the winter, you said? Before winter comes. So they mate with the queen, and then before winter comes, they're ejected by the worker bees. So they're probably, like, like... Yeah, but I don't know if it's something where, like, they are they die in the hive and then the worker bees like remove them or if they like are rejected and it's like they can no longer come back into the hive. The worker bees have to work all day and then they also have to take care of dead bodies. These poor ladies. I know. So wait, how long? So the 
drone bees don't live that long is the vibe. I did not, they didn't have um, a timeline. It's just they, I would assume it's probably like one season or something. Like it's like an annual thing where it's like, there's the male bees, they mate with the queen. And then once that happens, they die. And then it says before winter comes, they're ejected. So I would imagine maybe the mating happens seasonally. And how is, is this like incest? Because does the yeah, I guess. queen bee have babies and then she, and yeah. sometimes they're male and then mm-hmm. she'll mate with them again? Yeah, I would imagine. Does And it's fine with them? How interesting. Is incest only an issue for like more evolved species? We had a we had a dog who was the product of incest, and he was really dumb. <laughs> I don't know if that's controversial. I saw a TikTok, dude. Quarantine's hitting hard. I'm spending a lot of time on TikTok, um, and it was like, I'm gonna show you the difference between an inbred cat and like, I'm gonna show you an inbred cat. And so then first it's like, here is a non-inbred cat, and then it shows the same cat but with its head through a loaf of bread or like a slice of bread and it's like and here's an inbred cat i was like that's good didn't we bread my cat we did bread your cat i still owe you a photo of my cat with their ears pulled back oh yeah with my hand in a non-threatening way (laughs) they love it um okay so then i was like okay well like so if the queen dies six up to six years later then, like, what happens? Does the whole hive die? Like, do they elect a new queen? Like, I don't understand what happens. So a queen bee stays fertile her entire life, but eventually productivity declines as far as having more offspring. And so, and sometimes it goes missing. And if this happens, the worker bee needs to find a new queen. And if the old queen is still alive, the worker bees might kill her or let her live alongside the new queen until she dies naturally. That's so interesting. Um, Okay, so what makes a queen? Young larvae are fed special food called royal jelly by the worker bees. And the royal jelly is made from the glands in worker bee bodies. And the rich, it's richer than the food given to the worker larva. So there's like worker larva. And then there's, I guess, some larva. They don't just pick one. They pick many that get this royal jelly. And then this is what will help the larva develop into a fertile queen bee. And the larva is put in a cell inside the hive where it becomes a queen. The worker bees give the royal jelly to many larvae, and the first of them to develop will search and destroy any remaining royal larva still under development. Whoa, that's crazy. So it's like a survival of the fittest thing, and then the one that like is the so quickest. So they like grow their own queen. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yes. And so this is what I was saying earlier. Scientists as of May 2020 don't know exactly how queen bee, queen, or sorry, scientists as of May 2020 don't know exactly how worker bees decide which larvae are used. There is a thought that there could be a small genetic difference in some that have like a royal blood, but who's to say? And all of this larva is coming from the queen bee anyways, because she's mothering all of these. So. Wow. Wait, why has someone not taken this concept and made a science fiction movie with humans about it? Copyright team. Okay. Yeah, we're copywriting that for sure, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's copyright. Okay. That's you it, can even we editor have, take that our out. Lawyer is <laughs> standing by. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yes, you will sue anyone who takes this idea. Okay, great. Great. Thank you. Um, that's crazy. Nature, Wait. dude. <laughs> How did they develop that? 
How does that no happen? No idea. That's all evolution. That's so... I'm still confused about the incest thing and how there's not like issues there. So when they when they say they find the new queen bee, it's from their own little pods that they've made mm-hmm. of their own. They're not like going they're it's not within doing the like hive. an American Idol search for the next queen no, bee. No, they are okay. there's no American Idol. There's no Ryan Seacrest or Simon He's Cowell irrelevant or whatever in this world. Is. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? I think the thing that like really boggles me the most though is like think about how complex of a process this is and how there's like such an ecosystem within the honeybee caste system. And it's like that is literally one type of bee, not even like this doesn't necessarily apply to all bees. And think about how many like insects, um, reptiles, mammals, just like how many things populate the earth and each of them have their own like version of this. Maybe not all of them are this complex, but like everything has its own version of this. And that to me is just mind boggling. I can't even wrap my brain around it. Yeah. I mean, but bees like specifically are so, aren't they like, they get like a special jury prize for just being very specifically interesting and smartly developed. I don't know. I feel like we love bees. I mean, they're, because they're I mean, really I, important for us. I mean, I love bees. Yeah. I also love bees. So something that I always do anytime I see a little bee that's taking a rest on the ground is I'll put out a little spoon. I'll put one with water and I'll put the other one with a little bit of a concoction. You can look up the good one uh, because there's one version that you could use that could be really bad and it's kind of debated whether or not you should even do this. Oops. Um, but I'll put like a small amount of um, sugar and water together to get them just a little bit of like, oops so that it can oh, fly away worker bee yeah Aww. give it a little snack they're working really hard yeah wow my one of my friends she like takes care she's a beekeeper oh my gosh that's my dream i would love to do that but i'm too big of a little wimp i don't want to get stung but what's crazy about it is like i always imagine like you know the person in that big outfit mm-hmm. but she like will handle it just like normally because like the bee she's like the bees know who I am and trust me and they won't sting me so like I saw her like she like will hold them they'll like climb on her it's so it was like the most crazy thing to see they're so cute they're like little tiny cats they're They're not little miniature cats but I just I like I do really like bees I think they're important and cool and I think that it's one of those things that have just been kind of demonized kind of like spiders how I feel like I don't know if it's media or what. And I think there is like a certain evolutionary, like, cause when you look at a spider, I think everyone kind of inherently is just like, Oh, because like at one point spiders were really dangerous to yeah. us. And there are still some types of spiders that like don't get bit by that. Or you'll probably have to go get an anecdote or something or an antidote. Antidote. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't about. know. You'll have to get treatment. Um, but Ultimately, like most spiders are just kind of catching pests and doing their own thing. Yeah, they're just living their lives. Just living their spider lives. Well, and bees, I mean, we love honey. I love honey. And they also like give us flowers. Mm-hmm. They so. do a lot of things. So that's bees. I was really interested. Wow. And they do that's have a great. very complex caste system, which I think is cool. Well, we kind of covered the highs and lows of life and love and society on this episode we really did really groundbreaking stuff the bra- consider the ground broken dude yeah it's in half watch your step don't fall anyways wait sorry i'm 
I've spent a lot of time on the internet. There's this like horrible, I'm going to show you the YouTube video. Um, but so it's like this like older man and he's getting like attacked and he's like, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. But then he's like, but not for me. And he pulls out a gun. <laughs> on that note, thanks so much for what listening. Um, this is Sydney Goodman. You can find me everywhere. Sid so good. I'm Kate. You'll find me right back here next week. I guess you have to tune in. See you then. Bye. Bye. New episodes Fridays.